Welcome to Attune and Align, the podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Lavalette, and I'm the founder of Attune and Align, a community for women who attune to the calling of their heart and take action to align their lives accordingly. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I'm so glad you're here. On Attune and Align podcast, we showcase the stories of real women who say yes to their dreams and do whatever it takes to manifest the outcomes they want to see in their lives. We hope you'll leave today's episode feeling inspired, energized, and excited to take your very own first step on your journey towards living a fulfilling life on your own terms. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to my friend, Martina Pizzino. She is a certified nutrition consultant who works with women to heal their hormones, optimize fertility, and thrive through pregnancy and postpartum. At Balanced Beginnings Nutrition and through Vital Women Membership, her mission is to help all women reclaim their vitality and see their womanhood and motherhood for the superpower that it is. Welcome, Martina, to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for your time and energy today. I want to kick us off today and, you know, kind of catch up the audience. You know, have you ever been in an interview and they're like, okay, tell me your entire life story. How did we get to this point today? So Martina, tell us about your journey, you know, both personal and entrepreneurial uh, that led to the birth of Balanced Beginnings Nutrition. Yeah, for me, the personal and entrepreneurial are really linked in all of this. This is a personal business for me because I, I, it started really when I was 22 and I really just felt like crap. I had anxiety, migraines. I couldn't lose weight no matter what I did. I was exhausted. I know a lot of people can relate to just not feeling great every day. So I'd heard that birth control pills can cause side effects. So I was like, okay, let's see about this and just decided to quit on a whim. Um, that really set this trajectory of working to heal my hormones. I actually didn't have a period for three years after quitting the pill and went to multiple doctors and specialists and everyone, no one really had an answer for me other than that I had something they called premature ovarian failure and would likely never conceive naturally at 22. This was tough news. Um, And the crazy part to me was that their solution was to just put me back on birth control, to regulate me and manage my symptoms. And then if I ever wanted a baby, we'd figure it out then. And that just seemed insane to me. So I started doing my own research, stumbled across a naturopathic doctor in my area, and we changed my food and my lifestyle and added in some hormone balancing herbs. And within six months, my cycle was back, my period was regular, And now four years later, I have a beautiful baby daughter that I conceived completely naturally. So I just decided everyone needed to know (laughs) this information. Everyone needed to know the power that food has. Um, So I went back to school to become a nutrition consultant. And here we are. Wow. I mean, my mouth has been hanging open this whole time. Um, I, 
I'm just so grateful that you're uh, for your openness, for for sharing from that journey so openly and so vulnerably, um, because I would imagine that there are other women right now, um, you know, whether or not their situation is exactly the same. But, you know, just talking about um, periods and cycles, it's you know, it's more mainstream conversation than it was 50 years ago, but it's still not really. Um, And, you know, my mouth was hanging open when you know, the doctor's first instinct was to just go right back on the pill. Oh my gosh, I know. I mean, it was like, at what point was anyone going to investigate, you know, the deeper cause of, of, of what was going on? So, um, And I've that's, seen this happen to so many women with the pill being used as a band-aid for the symptoms that they're right. experiencing without asking deeper questions. And I just think that does all women a disservice when that's the first go-to solution. And that raises the larger question about, you know, Western approaches to health in general. It's like, are we slapping band-aids on everything or are we going to take the time to actually do an investigation, um, you know, and like treat from the inside out? So I think it's really, I mean, obviously with the great outcome, how, how wonderful that you were like, no, that doesn't sound right for me. I'm going to do my own homework here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So now armed with all this experience and, you know, your credentials from nutrition school, you know, now you're in a position to serve other women. So tell us what other women might be looking for when they're coming to your website? Like what's a common search that's going to lead, lead people to you? Mm, yeah. Well, I share a lot about just supporting hormonal imbalance. So for a lot of women that has to do with their cycles and with uncomfortable symptoms, we've been told our whole lives are normal, but in reality really could be signaling that something's going on. And so I offer a lot of information on feeling better throughout your cycle, understanding your cycle, Um, And then really how to optimize your fertility through your food and lifestyle, which are Mm. our greatest tools. Um, Now that I'm in the postpartum period, I'm also really enjoying sharing about that hormonal shift and those lifestyle shifts and uh, nutrition for that time in your life as well. Can you remind me as you were speaking, it was triggering a memory. Um, Your ebook, which topic is your ebook on? Yeah, I have an ebook on loving your period, which not many women can say that they do, but I'm here to help you get there. You, <laughs> um, like you've, you've, you've certainly caught our attention with the title. Tell no, me it's more. <laughs> Love your period. <laughs> so I break it down into five like easy steps. I'm, okay, I'm not going to say easy, simple steps that may okay. not be easy, but really can transform the way your body communicates with you and the way your cycles feel. So really passionate about that. Yeah, when we get off this call, I'm going to have to take another look at at your Loving Your Period ebook. Um, while I'm at it, what are some other of your favorite resources um, you know, that you like to point out to people if, if people are looking to read more deeply about hormone balancing or reproductive health or something on the fertility journey? Is there, are there like some go-to titles that you like to share? Yes, for sure. Um, I, if you are thinking about conceiving in the near future, I really love the book, It Starts With the Egg by Rebecca Fett. 
um, really great information in there. And then um, one of my go-to resources for working with clients is Real Food for Pregnancy, which gets a little into the scientific nitty gritty, but if you're into that, it's an incredible resource. And even if you're not pregnant, the information in there really applies to how you should eat when you're trying to get pregnant too. So great place to start. Those are really helpful. And I'm imagining now, okay, maybe there's someone listening who's like, oh, I have that Rebecca Fett book. You know, I, I'm ready to get started. Um, so what would you say to someone, you know, they've got, they've done all their reading. Now they're thinking about their fertility and starting a family down the road, like sort of at what point in the thought process should, should women be planning? When do they need to start preparing? You know, um, does the pregnancy journey begin at conception, for example, or, you know, what, what, what can you give us in terms of uh, that sort of strategic outlook? Oh my gosh, such a great question. I think <laughs> people don't realize that they need to start um, so much earlier than they think if they really want sort of a smooth path through conception and pregnancy. So if you do want kids down the road, even five, 10 years from now, I, you really need to start paying attention to your hormones like today. Like really pay attention to what they're telling you. Don't focus so much on conception, but really focus on optimizing your cycle and your hormones so you're ready when the day comes. Um, an interesting fact that I like to share is that your eggs actually take about 90 days to finish their development before they're like dropped. So that tells me that if you wanted to get pregnant this month, the egg that will be involved in that process developed over the past three months of lifestyle and food choices. Um, so, I mean, minimally speaking, you have a right. three month window before changes really start to impact things. And I think that is really important to keep in mind, but Starting with your digestion and reducing stress, um, supporting the thyroid gland, those are all really critical places when you're thinking of uh, fertility down the road. One Just, more thing I want to add to yeah. that too. Um, <laughs> uh, I also see this misconception around birth control. And if I want to get pregnant in September, I'll stop taking my birth control in August. And for so many women, for me included, it takes a lot longer than that for your body to rebalance, especially if you've been on the pill for years mm. or decades. Mm -hmm. um, so ideally you would quit birth control like one to two years before you want to conceive. A minimum, I would say six months to allow your body to re-regulate your hormones and um, replenish nutrient stores that can be depleted from the pill. Um, that's also a really important step. Wow. I didn't know that about the the sort of 90-day um, maturation, um, of the eggs. Wow. And so that really goes to show you, I mean, um, you know, you read articles about, um, you know, even how casual alcohol consumption can lengthen out the time that it takes to conceive. So it's like, um, you want to be thinking about that, you know, not the week leading up to conception, but like, like you said, minimally 90 days prior, um, but you know what I'm taking away from this? What I'm taking away from this is that, you know, we don't just decide things and then wake up the next morning and then expect the body to be like totally on board, right? That, you know, sure we may, you know, it's one thing to make a decision. It's another thing for giving the body time to catch up. 
Wow. I mean, we all know someone who got pregnant the first time they tried or even accidentally, but for so many women these days, I mean, infertility is, is becoming a true epidemic in our country and so many women are struggling with it. Um, and I just think if, if starting a family is important to you, setting yourself up for this smooth process, right. Save you so much heartache down the road. Right. Um, and for those that want to take control of that process early, I think it's good information to have. love to ask you some more personal questions to hear, you know, about, you know, you've already told us everything you went through in, in your early twenties. Right. And, and now you have your, your beautiful baby. Um, so could you share more from, you know, the, your hormone healing journey, um, how your personal and holistic wellness practices played a role in that as well. Um, and, and also if you wouldn't mind sharing, um, I'd love to hear what the experience was like from your perspective on the fertility journey as a same sex couple. Um, so I just gave you like four more questions right there. Um, so wherever you'd like to start, um, we're all ears. Yeah. Let's start with my sort of strategy. Everyone's really different and everybody is different. So this is where working with a practitioner can be super valuable, but my practitioner was able to guide me towards um, eliminating inflammatory foods. I had a lot of blood sugar issues that were impacting my hormones. And so I went temporarily pretty protein and fat heavy, very nutrient dense whole foods um, and lots of anti-inflammatory spices. So like turmeric and ginger, lots of garlic, and these things that um, little by little add up to make a really big difference. Um, herbs were also a really critical uh, part of my healing journey and was able to use to sort of call on some ancient wisdom that my, my practitioner had access to, to really support my hormones and doing what they were made to do. So it took about six months, but I got there and felt really empowered through that process um, with like that health team around me. Um, and that, that was still a couple years before we were really ready to jump into having, um, a kid. And so it was great to have my body sort of ready to go when the time came because man, so my wife and I started this conception journey together in the summer of 2019. And y'all, it's, it's hard to find resources out there for same-sex couples going through this process. Um, so I love talking about it and I'm glad you asked about this. So first of all, I think it's really cool that couples, um, so when both partners have ovaries, it's really empowering to get to choose which one of you carries the baby. Like that's a cool conversation. (laughs) Most couples don't get to have, um, that's really, really awesome. It really is. Um, so uh, I think I personally felt a big factor in this choice was who, who is the overall, healthiest and who has a sort of predictable cycle that we can depend on. Oh, um, so I'm, thank, you I don't think that's, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that like insight. Yeah. The deciding factor. Of right. Course. Right. Um, but I think it can play a part if, if you want a smooth journey and there's a question that can be asked. So we did decide to conceive at home. 
um, first before involving any doctors or clinics. We really wanted to have a sort of intimate non-clinical process if at all possible. Um, so we found a, a sperm bank, we chose a donor and they actually ship the semen straight to your house, which is pretty cool. Like you can buy anything online, <laughs> including sperm. You, wow. One other fact I'll share on this too is, um, so if, if a heterosexual couple is trying to conceive, their, the fresh sperm can live for like five days. Okay. Right. But using frozen sperm, you have about 12 hour window before oh. the sperm dies. And so that means that like this knowing your cycle piece becomes critical because you Whoa. really have this tiny sliver of success um, before you're outside the window of ovulation. Where, so where that it's work. like, it's like not only I'm like, I'm picturing like charts and graphs and timelines in my mind now. It's like, y- you have to identify your own most fertile period and then you also have to, you know, talk to the delivery person to be like, we need this on the doorstep, you know, within this 12, this 12 hour window. Yeah. Not as simple as like try on day 14 and good luck. So. Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt really lucky to have all the knowledge that I have uh, through my schooling to be able to right. apply that sort of personally. Um, the last factor I think a lot of people don't realize with um, things that couples looking to start families and that is that it's incredibly expensive. Okay. Um, and those finances can be a, a really limiting factor for a lot of people. And I think that's not something that is talked about much. My wife and I spent about $4,000 on okay. this conception. Um, and that was for three months of trying. And so if it had taken significantly longer, if we'd had oh. issues or gone to a clinic, that number would have been even more. So just something else to consider. Thank you so much for you know, being willing to actually talk about the finances involved. Um, Maybe it's because I'm originally an East Coaster, like people feel comfortable talking about money with me. So I do really appreciate that. And and because finances, you know, are a real obstacle, um, I do really appreciate um, that that you shared on that. Thank you so much. Because people, when it comes to, you know, what things cost, you know, people are very much left in the dark guessing. So that is really helpful. Thank you. Of course. Um, I know you have also like a really um, devoted personal yoga practice. And so you've talked a lot about, um, you know, nutrition and getting to know your cycle really well, you know, for people who we have listening, who aren't necessarily, you know, thinking about conception right now, you know, can you share just some of your more general sort of go-to wellness practices that keep you balanced throughout the week? Yeah, of course. This, it's actually an interesting time in my life for you to ask that question because I think a year ago I would have had this beautiful checklist of body, mind, soul, and now I'm a mom of a nine-month-old and I'm working full-time and there's a right. pandemic. And um, I actually think learning how to show myself grace has been a big part of my personal mm. practice over the last nine months. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure other mamas out there can relate to um, just having to practice the give and take of your own needs versus the needs of your family. But in general, I would say yoga is my home base. So I really, I would love to say I practice every day. In reality, these days, it's probably a few times a week. But Mm -hmm. it is a tool that I know those days where you're just feeling off or I'm feeling out of whack, 
physically or emotionally, I know I can pass the baby off for 20 minutes and get a huge return on my time investment as far as just rebalancing and regrounding. So very grateful for that. And then walking outside is something just really simple, but huge, um, huge piece of my mental health for sure. And then I just have some little rituals that I fought really hard to keep even through (laughs) sort of mommyhood and work from home life. And so I always start my day with lemon water. um, And that's just a small little hydration boost that I feel goes a long way for me. Um, And then just little things like making sure you're taking your, for me, my prenatals, but if you have any supplements, those little acts of self investment, Um, journaling in the mornings whenever I can. I love working off journal prompts, especially. Um, Some days that's really all I get to, but (laughs) it's the, I think it's the grace that matters and being grateful for any little time I can invest in myself. Thank you so much for, incorporating the idea of grace into that idea of, of a wellness regimen. First of all, the word regimen sounds scary. And it's like, I'm a yoga teacher and you're a nutritionist. And then it's like, when you hear the two of us get together and talk about wellness regimen, that that kind of just sounds like a lot of boxes that need to be checked. So I really appreciate, um, you know, what you mentioned about the grace, which you know, the way I interpret that through the yoga lens, it's like that surrender part, that mm-hmm. that release of the certain aspects of the regimen that we absolutely cannot control um, and allowing space for that as well. So thank you so much yeah. for, for sharing that with all of us. I'm actually staring at a sign over my desk that says, whatever you do today will be enough. And that has been, that's been truly my motto here for this, this past year. You might send me a photocopy of that and then I'll (laughs) hang it over my desk too. That's a welcome reminder. That's a good one. On this podcast, it seems like women come talk to me as they're in the midst of some kind of life transition. And I was curious if you'd be open to sharing with us, you know, you've talked about like physical and mental health and mindfulness, you know, how does career play into this? Um, Where are you at right now on your career and business journey? And where are your entrepreneurial tendencies taking you? Yeah, I am definitely in a life transition. So keeping with that pattern, um, I actually am a full-time public school teacher by trade. And That has served me so well and taught me so many incredible lessons. I've met amazing people, but I do feel really called to do this wellness work with my life full time. Um, So I think these days it really is laying the groundwork to be able to make that leap. But right now I'm doing what I I see so many women doing, which is uh, working the day job and then hustling their passion and trying to make it work. And it's a lot, especially with a little babe at home, but it is, this wellness work is so fulfilling and feels so aligned that I, I couldn't imagine any other way. We'll be rooting for you the entire time. And, you know, the, the universe really wants you to share those special gifts that, that only you have. Um, how might we follow along on your journey? Like what's the best way for everyone listening to stay connected and follow along with you? Yeah, I would love for you to join my health tribe that I have through my email list. It is the best way to keep in touch with me. You can keep up with upcoming events. Um, 
And I'm also very active on Instagram over at Balanced Beginnings Nutrition. Martina, it's time. It's my favorite part of the podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) The rapid fire questions. All right. Number one, what's your favorite thing about being a mom? Mm. She forces me to slow down and enjoy a little moment, which does not come naturally to me. (laughs) What are you doing 10 years from today? I'm working for myself on wellness work, connecting with women. Also, I'm probably planning a trip. Travel is really important to me. So I always try to have a trip planned in the future somewhere. I'm most grateful for? My uh, tribe of mamas. My, my mom, my mother-in-law, my mom friends. I think we're meant to raise babies with a tribe of women and they've been incredibly valuable to me over the last year. What are you currently reading? I just finished The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. It was fantastic. What is your favorite food? Pizza, hands down. Speaking of travel, once traveling opens up a lot more, where is your heart asking you to travel next? Mm, Feeling really drawn to the ocean, any ocean. I'm a Midwest girl, but try to get my feet in the ocean every single year. Any advice you want to leave with the listeners? Yes, I would say listen to what your body is telling you. Every sign, every symptom is your body communicating with you. Um, And tapping into that communication is really powerful. And don't wait until you want to have a baby to start preparing. (laughs) Martina, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you for sharing with us. I'm going to close us out. This has been Attune and Align the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our conversations. And more importantly, thank you for taking the time to tune into the power of your own dream. We'd love to hear your questions and engage with you over on our socials. Follow Attune and Align and post your questions for Martina and for our respective communities in our feed. Tag us whenever you're taking action to attune to your heart and align your life using our hashtag Attune and Align. We can't wait to see what your heart will ask you to do next. My name is Marissa Lavalette, and from the bottom of my heart, thank you for taking this time to get clear on the things you want to manifest in the life of your dreams. A woman living a life that aligns with her soul creates a powerful ripple effect in her relationships and in her communities. When you live your best life and share your unique gifts, You give permission for others to begin to do the same. Now go shine your light. Namaste.